This is episode 53 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Of course we're happy. You're here. Why wouldn't we be? Thanks for listening to Rise Up on Family Life. If you could go back, go back in history and ask anyone a question, Mm. be guaranteed to get an honest answer, who would you choose and what question would you ask? It's funny because if you ask the Internet this question, Mm -hmm. the number one person who pops up is Jesus. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, I hope it's Jesus. That is so cool. Right. And I think that all three of us agree. Like, if you could put anyone at the top of the list, it would be Jesus. Well, yeah. But then, who else? Who else? Okay, we're going with who else, at least to to start. (laughs) Uh, That's a great, great question. And um, Tim, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, Mine on the heels of Jesus would be just a little bit. I'll let you go first, Steve. All right. First person that pops to my mind... Uh, hold on. I have to look up his name. <laughs> uh, I've always wondered about, uh, here it is, Michael Collins. If I say Michael Collins, mm-hmm. does that ring a bell? However, if I put him together with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. Oh, uh, there you Okay. Is he an astronaut? He, yes. He's the, I guess, you know, we tend to say the other guy. You know, oh, Neil Armstrong my, wow. walked on the, the moon. third wheel on the moon. <laughs> yes, exactly. But he was, that's the thing. He wasn't on the moon. He was the one, he was the one driving oh. the car around the block. <laughs> right? Yeah. So he didn't even get to get out? No, he didn't oh, get out. Oh, what a raw deal. you imagine raw going deal. all the way to the moon and not being able to get out? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. But I mean, that was the plan. That was the thing. But it wow. made me think a lot about him. Now, he has gone on record many times because of the question that I would ask him. And But I would say- Come on now, really, how'd you feel? Because he said, well, no, that was my job. That's what I had to do. And sure. uh, But you, you you know Neil Armstrong, first man on the moon. Right. I've heard of Buzz Aldrin. He was the second one, and they were the ones. Meanwhile, just as important mm. is the one uh, is going to go pick him up after he drives around the block a few <laughs> Driving times. Driving the getaway car. Right. More important, really, if you think about it. I mean, no. Kind of not right. coming home without this, without this right. guy. Whose name? Mike Collins? Michael Collins. Yeah. And so I would want to ask him, sit down, and it's like, you know, how do you really feel about all of that? And it just makes me think, you know, God, we, we talk about this a lot. Everybody, God has something for everyone, uh, a, a job to do, to honor him, to glorify him. And not everybody can be the one walking on the moon for the sure. first time. Nice. Some people mm. are the ones that are the behind the scenes, the ones you never hear of. But what if those behind the scenes people weren't doing what God intended them to do? You could take this aspect to every job, every household, every just everything in the world. I just I love those behind the scenes people that you never hear about or hear very little about, but are just as important mm. as the ones getting all the recognition and that. So I would love to sit down with Michael Collins, the mm. astronaut, wow. and say, I see you, Michael Collins. I see you. <laughs> I understand. Or, you know, how did you really feel? So I, I'd right. like that perspective. Huh. I like your good application part of it there, Steve, like something we can actually take away and think about, about who gets the credit for something, because that's not really what you're going to get from my question. My honest question, I would ask somebody if I could guarantee get an honest answer from somebody in history, Mm -hmm. I'd want to talk to Roger Patterson. 
one of the filmers of the Patterson-Gimlin film. This is, now listen, I'm speaking to my fellow believers here, and understand me when I use the word believers. Uh, This is the film, the best uh, footage we have of a purported Sasquatch. You know the film, (laughs) the one with the grainy footage where it's walking and it turns its head? So before, is it Patterson-Gimlin, these two guys who took the film? Uh, Gimlin, uh, Bob Gimlin said, it was a hoax. Patterson went to his grave saying, it wasn't a hoax. It wasn't a hoax. My partner says it was, but it was the real thing. And he swore on it till his last day. And I want to find Roger Patterson in this time machine (laughs) scenario and say, all right, you give me an honest answer now. Was it? Come on. Tell me. I know. I know that's a real. I know I'm looking at a real Sasquatch when I see the Patterson Gimlin film. I just need you to confirm it, Roger. You believe in this. Believer. I mean, this is something hey. that I was surprised to learn about you, but you are a believer I'm a in believer the Sasquatch. In more ways than one, yes. You, you know what's interesting so far of the uh, people we go back in history, uh, most people wouldn't have known their names <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah. So That's go true. ahead, Therese. Uh, give us someone we know, maybe. Okay, Georgia O'Keeffe. Okay. I know the Georgia name. O'Keeffe is. Probably my favorite artist. I was going to say one of my favorite artists, but I've loved her work for a very long time. I remember being in high school and loving Georgia O'Keeffe. And I think she died in the 80s. And so that was like when I was growing up. And, you know, and so I became very enamored with her. Anytime I'm in a museum, I seek out a Georgia O'Keeffe. And pretty much every museum I've ever been in has at least one. And I'll just stare and just kind of take it all in. And it's it's fascinating. She painted mostly in oil paint, which is not translucent, but the way that she painted made it like full of light, almost like a watercolor. Mm. And she painted a lot of flowers and a lot of landscape. And it was amazing to me because she always has this way of seeing what God has made and then making it beautiful on canvas. So if I could go back in time, Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't even really just be about asking a question, but maybe having a conversation with Georgia O'Keeffe, I'd like to talk about faith because she grew up in the church. She was inspired by stained glass. I think that's where she gets that painting translucently from. She observed so many things that God made, and she observed them deeply in order to paint them, but she said she was spiritual and not religious. So I would ask her, like, your ladder to the moon painting, why the moon? Why not heaven? Like, do you not delight in heaven? Do you believe in heaven? Mm. In the 70s, she created this piece called The Beyond, and I would love to know, like, beyond what? And George O'Keefe painted about 15 works that included churches and crosses, And I just want to know, like, what were you thinking with every stroke of the brush as you were painting the cross? How could you look at a cross, duplicate its shape, its size, the shadows on it, and not think about what it meant? So what did she believe? She has been quoted as saying, I might be a Buddhist because I like the art that came out of Buddhism more than the art that came out of the Catholic Church. Uh, She said that there was a tranquility and a peace in the Buddhist art. So I know she was seeking peace. And she also said, I feel like I'm a very religious person. Religion to me means respect for people, but I'm not in a religion. So I see that she was seeking respect for people. And I can't think of any greater or more respectful thing than the sacrifice that Jesus made Mm. on the cross. Like he showed so much love and respect for 
everyone ever born. So as I look back at the life of George O'Keefe, she was born in Wisconsin. She went to school in Chicago and New York. She taught in Texas. She traveled to Peru. She went to Japan. She lived her final days in New Mexico. So she got to observe so much of the world. And so much of what she saw is preserved in these paintings. So many different types of landscapes, so many testaments of God's creativity. And as she got older, Georgia O'Keeffe became pretty much blind. And I wonder if God allowed that so that she might see him, like the most Mm. beautiful thing that she could ever observe. Wow, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not familiar with her work. You mentioned that one of the works that she did was a, uh, did you say a ladder to the moon? Yeah, she's got a painting called Ladder to the Moon. Was Michael Collins on that? <laughs> he might have been on <laughs> Oh my God. Just, uh, I just wondered. I wasn't sure. All right, all right. Okay. So let's talk about Jesus for a second because right. that is the number one person people say they would love to have a conversation with and ask a question of. What would you ask Jesus if you could speak to him face to face right now? I'd be curious about those years we we don't read a lot about yeah. in in the Bible, like what mm. happened in there. I think we'll have so many questions, which is why we'll be there forever. Uh, right. We'll have a long, <laughs> long, long list. But yeah, I'd be curious about those years we don't read about in in, mm. the, the, in scripture. The, yeah, right. in scripture. Yeah, the teen I, years or something. Yeah, and and yeah. along with that, I've always been curious, like his family relationships. We do see some of that in scripture, mm-hmm. but mm. like you've got to wonder, like those are those are not everyday interactions when. This one part of the household is also he is God and and man. Yeah, that's right. different than anything we can totally know about. I've got to wonder what was mm. the home life like. Mm. Right, yeah. right. I mean, if I could just ask Jesus one question, I would just want to know. Like honestly, it's just you and I. Who's your favorite? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I know he doesn't pick favorites, but come on, just curious. You can. You can tell me. It's Tim, right? It's Tim. WWYD. I like this one from a user on Reddit. They'd ask him, WWYD, what what would you do? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the J. That's what that's for. What would you do, Jesus? Feel free to stick around a while. We love it when you're here. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. I just learned something just a few minutes ago Mm -hmm. that I've often wondered and never knew. Maybe you guys know this, but I'm always under the assumption that if I don't know something, there's at least one other person out there that that doesn't know this as well. I only order this when we go out to a restaurant. My wife does not like seafood, so we don't have this at home. So one of the Mm -hmm. things I eat most often and order is salmon. I love salmon. Right. Okay. But I've had this question in my mind all these years and was afraid to ask, and then there I read something about it. Is it safe to eat salmon skin? You know, little that little skin Under stuff, that gray that. stuff? Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I think you can, as long as it doesn't have the scales still on it. Like, they scrape off the scales and leave that skin. Is it bad? No. Well, here's the thing. No, no. You can eat it, but the oh, big right. factor is where the fish came from. Okay. Yeah, because okay. some contain uh-huh. toxins if it comes from a place. Mercury. Yep. You know, uh, here's, so here's <laughs> the best thing. a long way to go. To I know. Uh, stick with wild-caught salmon. And actually- uh-huh. The safest fish, the salmon, if it's caught, wild caught in the Pacific Ocean, not mm-hmm. the Atlantic Ocean. That's better so. But huh. the places I go to eat. West Coast, it, best coast. I guess, I guess so. If, if I, the places I go to eat, if I ask the waiter or waitress, 
excuse me, was this salmon caught in the Atlantic <laughs> or the Pacific <laughs> right. Ocean? And then they'd be like, I don't know, we just got out of the frozen container Can you in just the pull back. up to the window? <laughs> <laughs> They're morning people because they love mornings and people. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Tim, your uh, your wife is wonderful, correct? Yes, correct. See, uh, my wife is wonderful. Wives are wonderful. Mm. Therese, it's a, it's unanimous. Wives are wonderful. If okay. we asked Scott, he would say the same thing. Wives are wonderful. <laughs> However, there's a couple of things she that laughs. baffle me. A couple of things baffle I me. You laugh. Just just a couple of You're things baffled? baffle me. Just a couple of things. Mm. One is not as important. But why are your why are their feet always cold? <laughs> I cannot that? help it, but my feet are so cold. All the, right know, now, my feet are right, cold. Right, I don't understand like, that. I don't understand that. I, I don't have to understand it, but uh, just like. But here's the. Other but thing. I'm as confused as you are about well, it. Well, okay. Here's the one thing that I really uh-huh. Uh-huh. am baffled about, and and amazed at the same time. How in the world? Do you do that thing with the towel on your head? You come out oh, of the shower, that's... you get the towel, and you wrap it around, and all of a sudden you got a monument that, on your that's head. The twisty that... flip. The, no, that's... How do you do that? Total, total mystery. That's one of those mysteries yeah. of women that you will never no. understand. <laughs> that's okay. You're still, wives are wonderful. It's okay. <laughs> Facing a whole new day is a lot easier when you remember that God is in charge. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. Parenting these days can be like navigating the fiercest jungle. Whoa. Oh. Yes. And you might be tempted to be a tiger parent. That means... You are protective. You mean well. Tough love. Lots of rules. Lots of expectations. And on the flip side, there's the jellyfish parent. They kind of swim like free form here and there. They Mm -hmm. kind of go with the flow. They Mm -hmm. let their kids Mm -hmm. lead by whim. But then right in the middle, the cutest parent of all... The dolphin parent. They are gray and cute, firm yet flexible, creative, but guiding. They're the kind of parent that swims next to you, but also the kind of parent that has an impressive set of teeth in case a shark gets too close. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you have to just decide, are you going to be this? Or are you going to be this? All right, now, now listen, I don't want to hear either of you say that you yes. should parent on porpoise. I don't want to hear no, you don't say, say it. that. Oh. Don't say that. I could be that one, the dolphin. I'm gray. <laughs> Thanks for making us part of your morning routine. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. What is the awesomest thing? Oh, the awesomest. Is it looking at a mighty waterfall or maybe just enjoying the stars on a night where you think, wow. How big, how awesome this universe. That question, the awesomest thing, maybe it's because these researchers realized that awe, that emotion, uh, brings people together that they wanted to ask that question. What is the Hmm. awesomest thing, according to people's experience? Mm -hmm. Really surprised me. They said it's moral beauty. Like seeing people act on behalf of another selflessly, giving for somebody else when it doesn't get them anything Moral beauty is what gives most of us awe. And I'm just thinking, wow, as a Christ follower today, I have the opportunity to be Mm. statistically, so to speak, awesome. Wow. Showing Jesus love, Mm. selfless, compassion, God's love in you. That's awesome. 
We hope the rest of your day is just as much fun as this. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. Remember when you were in elementary school? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, had to worry fun. about yeah. whether or not you remembered your lunch or your lunch oh. money, if it was one of those Ooh, days. Ooh, what part of too. elementary school do you wish was a part of your adult life hmm. now? We right. asked that question on our Rise Up Facebook page. I think David and Franklin has my favorite answer, and I would right. agree. Right. The pizza, school pizza, I don't oh, know, just hit hmm. differently. I mean, wouldn't everybody, most people say recess? I mean, recess was was cool. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, that's That kind of thing. True. So Scott and Coneyville mentioned you went to Graham Elementary, and they had these chocolate-covered peanut butter squares in the cafeteria. Hmm. Wow. Which Please. I, I yes. know. He said if you help the cafeteria workers clean up, you'd get an extra one. Oh, okay. Oh, Helping every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Robin in Rochester, I feel you on this, book order day. Definitely. Oh, that was fun. Like, if you had $5, you were uh-huh. the richest kid That's in right. the world, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. I loved, uh, I loved show and tell. Oh, show and tell was fun. Yes. Wasn't that yeah. Great? yeah, it was fun, yeah. definitely. Did you like the single file? Fire drill time. Like, mm, that was also in always, the test always a test. You guys see my? You, you want to see my new phone? I wanted to show you my new. It doesn't work when you're growing uh, up, does it? Greg, I'm in Cortland. Uh, nap time. Oh. Did you have that in elementary school? That wasn't that more of a. Now I didn't go to kindergarten, but did you have nap time like in elementary school? Kindergarten thing, yeah. Well, you know, it all kind of blurs when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley from Cortland, New York. Ashley, by the way, what grade are you in right now? Um. Well. I teach eighth grade. Oh, do you really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What do you miss so, about elementary school that you wish you could still do today? Story time. Oh, story and, time. And having like a teacher shush everybody is like. Oh, I get that. I get that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're on to something because if you shush people as a grown-up, you worry, oh, yeah. like, are they going to slash my tires or something? But there are times in life where you wish you could shush people, you know? like. And there's an adult shushing them for you. You don't have to be the bad guy. And then you just get to sit and listen to a story. It's beautiful. Mm. Oh, like, that's... I can't read a book uninterrupted. That's, that's great. You think it's I... like at the movie theater. A shusher. <laughs> Like they're kind and sweet and lovely, so no one gets mad at them, but they just go up to the chatters and they go, shh. Remember, we're all trying to enjoy the story. (laughs) May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life.